The mirror principle is a concept that whatever you're seeing in the outside world is a reflection of you. You can know who you are by what you're seeing in the outside world. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist. And in this video, I'm going to explain to you the mirror principle so that you can first become aware of what you're inviting into your life. Everything in your life right now is happening because of you, not to you. So when you start to become aware of the stuff in your life, even the stuff in your newsfeed, everything that you're seeing is a reflection of you. Step one of the mirror principle is becoming aware of your environment, actually recognizing that everything in your environment is something that you're continuing to let in your life. If you have certain friends, it's because you have allowed those friends into your life. You are choosing actively to have these people in your life. This fits with the idea of identity and character, that your identity is that which you're most committed to, and you can know what you're committed to by what is happening in your life. This is from the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. Everything in your life is based on what you're committed to, and if you uncommitted to it, it would not be in your life. And so the first step is honestly just becoming aware, becoming aware of everything in your life, everything even you're thinking about, but also just everything situationally. Look at your amount of money, look at the bills you're paying, look at the friends you have, look at the situations you have, look at your calendar. All of that is a mirror of you. So the first step is just recognize that everything coming in the outside world is a reflection of you, but also everything that you're seeing. As an example, if you're seeing something regularly in your environment, you may be seeing certain things. You know, you may be interested in certain types of things or people or information. The fact that you're seeing it and maybe even seeing more and more of it is a reflection of you and that you are being drawn more and more to that thing and you're bringing it to you. So if you are seeing something over and over and over, that's because that's you actively bringing it into your life. You're thinking about it. You're seeing it. And whatever the outside world is feeding you, that's because that's what you're sending out and it's sending back to you. Step number two is about selective attention. And this is the idea of filtering for what you want more of. So in psychology, selective attention is the idea that you get what you focus on. Whatever you focus on, you create more of. William James, who is the father of American psychology, he said this. He said that there are millions of things going on in the outside world that I don't notice. Why don't I notice them? Because I only notice what matters to me, what I'm paying attention to. So this is where you start to actively guide your attention. Because wherever you put your attention, you create more of. And you also want to take your attention off of the things that you don't want more of. And so you could even pull out your journal in this regard. But I love the quote from Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan said, your eyes can only see and your ears can only hear what your brain is looking for. Again, in psychology, this is called selective attention. The opposite principle in psychology is called inattentional blindness. Inattentional blindness is the idea that there are a lot of things going on around you which you don't even notice because you're not filtering for them. Your brain is a filtering tool and you can train your brain not only to see things in your environment, such as situations, opportunities, people that you were formerly blind to, but you can also, again, train your environment such that you bring things into your life that weren't there before. As an example, if you set seemingly impossible goals, and this is something I invite you to do, is to set impossible goals, goals that you genuinely think are impossible. Why would you do that? There's a lot of research on this actually by Dr. Alan Bernard. Dr. Alan Bernard talks about how the first benefit of setting a goal that you genuinely believe to be impossible is this. It's obviously something that you want, intrinsically motivated. You want it, it's exciting. It has nothing to do with competing or comparing with other people. It's genuinely something that excites you, that you want, and you set it to the level that you fundamentally don't believe it's possible. First benefit of that, you don't know how to do it. And so if you don't know how to do it, then your brain will start filtering for it. You'll start finding and looking for the people, the opportunities, the information, the levels that will take you up there. But also you'll be able to become more aware that almost everything in your current life won't get you to that impossible goal. This is the 80-20 principle that Dan Sullivan and I talk about in the book, 10X is easier than 2X. That if you go for a 10X level goal, then at least 80% of what you're doing right now won't get you to that goal. An example I use in that book is of my son, Caleb. My son, Caleb is a tennis player. He's 15 years old and he wants to play college tennis. 
And his coach recently asked him, Caleb, what's your goal? And Caleb said, my goal is to play college. And his coach said, well, why isn't your goal to play pro? And this fits to the idea of impossible goals. Caleb just didn't even honestly think that was a possibility. And so he never even thought about it. And if you're not thinking about it, you're not filtering for it. And if you're not filtering for it, then you will not find the needles in the haystack. You will not find the pathways to people and how to get there. And so therefore you will not be mirroring back to you the opportunities, the people, the places. But if he started to think about that, and this is why your future self is so important, you want your future self to be the lens through which you start bringing things into your life. And then you want to start seeing the evidences of your future self. And you can start framing for those. You can start looking for, first off, the paths of people that are bringing you to your future self, but also you can frame for the evidences of your desired future self. You can look for your life and look at, and look at your situation and maybe say, wow, these situations, these people in my life are actually showing me where my life is going. And I think this is a really powerful point of the mirror principle is that whatever you're seeing in your life right now, that's probably a reflection of where your future self will be. Rather than having what psychologists call the default future, where you just simply accept that the present will be the same as the future. That's how most people operate. And there's a lot of research to show this, that most people, they let the present dictate the future. Rather than doing that, you want your seemingly impossible, very intrinsically motivating future self to dictate what you start mirroring into your life right now. And then you want to actively look for the ways, the people, the situations, even in yourself, you want to start seeing, oh my goodness, these are all massive evidences for the future that I want. And you can know very profoundly, very powerfully, that you're going to be your future self when you start seeing things happening in your life, both in yourself, the things you're doing, the things you're, you're, you're taking, but also the opportunities that you're presenting and very powerfully, the things that you're now filtering out. As I said before, your brain is a filtering tool. One of the most powerful things you can start doing is recognizing the things that you're letting in that are no longer congruent with that future self. These are the 80% of things that got you here, but won't get you there. You can know that you're starting to make progress when you stop seeing things that you used to see. Maybe there were things in your newsfeed that you used to see a lot of, people you used to see a lot of, but now you don't see them. Now you don't see them anymore. They're no longer a part of your life because you've actively filtered them out. They're no longer a part of your life. They're no longer a part of what you're attracting in. They're no longer a part of the creation of what you're doing. I think it's very important, and this is a key principle of this mirror principle, is, is that whatever you're seeing in your life right now is a reflection of your future self, and that you want to actively think about that future self and then start bringing things in, filtering, foreseeing, creating things that really are generating massive evidence of the future self. And so one of the things you can do in your journal is simply look at your life and just say, what are the things that I'm seeing? This is about increasing awareness. And then honestly, just thinking about whenever you see something, whenever you're in a situation, maybe you have an argument and you say, oh, this is something that I am creating. And now what do I want to learn from this so that I can either learn from this or keep creating it? There's a great quote that says, lessons are repeated until they're learned. And so if you just take everything as, oh, this is something that's happening for me, but it's also something that's happening because of me. The third and final component of the mirror principle here, which we're talking about, is actively weeding out the stuff that you don't want to see more of. This is the idea of when you see smoke in the future, you will see fire unless you put out that smoke and remove it from your life. And so this is about just seeing the red flags and being a lot more aware of those rather than kicking the can forward to your future self when the problems are going to get worse. Part of the mirror principle is about being aware of the areas in your life where you're no longer being in alignment or where you're generating situations or where you're generating things that may reflect smoke right now, but in the future, it's going to be massive fire unless you become aware of it and unless you get rid of it. Filter it out, let it go, change it, tweak it. And you get to change it and tweak it because it's in your life for a reason. It's happening for you, not to you. You get to utilize it or be utilized by it. You get to have what psychologists would call an internal locus of control, or you can ignore that and just pretend like it's happening. But honestly, again, to the idea of mirror, if you see it, it's because it's in your life for a reason. And you can then either transform it, learn it, let it go, or you can ignore it, but it's still going to keep hitting you. And if you try to ignore it, but don't, don't actually do something with it, 
then it's going to come more and more and more in your life. And so I do invite you as part of this process of looking for people, situations, places where it seems like a repeating pattern. This is where you can start to become aware of the things that you're kind of kicking down the road and you're not actually learning from, but you're actually accidentally creating more of. So I really want you to think about this. Where are some of the areas, the situations, the relationships, the people where you kind of keep creating a repeating pattern? Wherever you see repeating patterns, it's because you're not learning the lesson and you're continuing to repeat those things. And honestly, you're going to create more and more of them, but at higher doses in the future, unless you fully acknowledge it, appreciate it and say, okay, I'm obviously the one creating this. This is, for example, certain people who get into similar relationship patterns over and over. Or if you keep putting yourself in certain situations, you could be the victim in certain situations. You're not actually the victim, but you put yourself in that role. So I just want you to see where do you keep creating a similar pattern and what is that trying to teach you? Again, lessons are repeated until they're learned. In psychology, you have either approach or avoid. And the beautiful thing is, is that once you approach it, learn from it, as soon as you've learned from it, you've reframed it, you've transformed it, and now you can let it go. And the point is, is when you see it again, oh, catch it, oh, okay, face it, learn from it, let it go. And eventually you're gonna filter it out and it's no longer gonna be a part of your reality. And then you just keep letting your future self dictate the things that you see, the opportunities, the places, the lessons, and you're making vaults towards your future self. You can use the outside world as a mirror to the life that you're creating in the future. You can use the outside world as a mirror for looking for and finding evidences of your future self, but also for finding evidences of areas where you're repeating patterns of your past self and where you can learn from those, let them go. There's no need, by the way, to have anger or frustration. Everything is a beautiful tool. Everything is a beautiful tool. Life is beautiful. Everything right now in your life is happening for you, not to you. One of the beautiful things that I invite you to do as part of this process, which is incredible, is taking your journal and writing down all the ways in which you've transformed your life over the last year, right? For example, you could go back to the beginning of some time frame. You can go back a year, you can go back 90 days, you can go back a week. And if you actively write down the ways in which you've made progress, the ways in which you've transformed, the ways in which you're no longer the same person you were before, you then train the outside world to create more of that. You can actively train and create the world around you, situations, people, opportunities, and you can deeply learn from those too, even from quote unquote valleys or challenges or failures, failures being you working towards and learning from your future self, you can create incredible transformational experiences out of everything. If things seem to be falling apart, which sometimes they will, how can this be happening for you rather than to you? How is this absolutely the lesson you actually need right now? I think that that's a really powerful thing. That's a, an anti-fragile approach, is if something seems to be going rough, negative, a seemingly terrible situation, rather than looking at it, why is this happening, you can say, why is this exactly what I needed right now to learn from? And the faster you do that, you, you close what psychologists call the refractory period. The refractory period is the amount of time it takes you to emotionally recover from and honestly reframe and learn and transform an experience so that it happened for you rather than to you. And so the sooner you just see something, even if it's something rough, dark, challenging, and just say, this is exactly what I need, obviously. I'm, it's in my life. I'm aware of it because I need it. It's exactly what I need. I'm going to use it. How can I use this to benefit me? How can I learn from this? How can I be grateful for this? And then you do. And over time, it'll cease being a part of your life. And this is how you raise your floor, how you raise your character, how you raise your identity. And over time, you honestly stop being aware of so many things that used to consume your life. And honestly, you'll just start seeing more and more of your future self, more and more peak experiences, more and more incredible opportunities. It's a beautiful process. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I hope you enjoyed this. Please like, please subscribe. Have an absolutely amazing day and cheers to your future self.